who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's Coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. And now, from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host on a more regular basis today, thanks to all the bran I've been eating. <laughs> Truck, is that an inappropriate joke? <laughs> nah. That's not, about right. Not for the show. Yeah, Chuck Fitzgerald. Filling in for Dave Koch and Paginetti, who, I don't know what they're doing. I think Dave's in Dave's probably getting mugged in Philly, just, it happens. And, alongside me, are two of our fantastic rotating commentators, from the great state of Texas, Jeff Williams. Oh, sorry, uh, delayed reaction. In flash photography, I wouldn't, that alters homing signal, and that's not good. Jeff, what was your opinion on our conversation about how Beaker needs to be replaced, or Seeker needs to be replaced? Uh, no, it doesn't. That's the summation of that. Okay. <laughs> Very good, then. And from God knows where, but he left work at 2.30 today, don't tell his boss, Joe Quattrochi. Yes, I'm here back in the Garden State, you know, that state next to where that Dave Koch lives. But there's no Dave Koch on today, so who am I going to, like, talk smack to all day? I don't know. I... I, too, live in New York, Joe. Yeah, but you're, like, in upstate New York. Right, no, but it's all the same state. Hey, Joe, uh, I saw on the news there was that superintendent that likes to poop uh, from New Jersey. Is that, you know that guy? <laughs> that is actually, that, I don't know him, but that's actually not too far from me. <laughs> and, and the best part is the great editorial board at the Newark Star-Ledger has been writing, like, it's like an investigation. Like, really, this is what we're looking at? This is what, I'm glad I don't pay a subscription to that paper anymore. <laughs> well... It's the hard-hitting news that someone has to touch. They they did nice. They did, <laughs> they did discover there were two porta potties that were next to the track. 
that he could have used but did not. So. <laughs> stay did tu- stay tuned that? to tomorrow for uh, continuing coverage. <laughs> nice. Hard hitting, hard hitting news out of Newark. Nothing else is happening. So, uh, <laughs> superintendents pooping on football fields. <laughs> oh man. Well, I don't even know that there could be a smooth transition with this. Thanks a lot, Joe. You know what's better than uh, pooping on football fields? And what is that? Toy Story Land. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Toy Story Land is opening on June 30th. How does that make you guys feel? Toy Story Land. It's a uh, it's a new land in Hollywood Studios, obviously based around the Toy Story franchise. There's going to be three new rides. Well, two new rides and one with a new entrance. Um, you have Slinky Dog's Dash Coaster thing, Alien Saucer Spin, and Toy Story Midway Mania with a new entrance. <laughs> Alien Swirling Saucers. You'll get it. You get it right. Whatever the acronym's the same either way. <laughs> the acronym's probably going to be the exact same as the ride. Yep. Um, what are what are you guys' opinions on Toy Story Land when it comes to attractions? I mean, this is going to be this is going to be big for for Hollywood Studios right now with a reduced capacity, with everything closing within the last uh, four years, three years. Um. So, Jeff, what, initial thoughts on Toy Story Land? Well, it's a tried and true recipe for Disney. They've already got a couple of them around the world, um, these kind of Toy Story lands with flat rides and whatnot. And I know it seems on the outset a a very mild uh, uh, addition to Hollywood Studios, but I know it's part of the the big picture kind of concept, and I I guarantee Disney thought this was just going to be a quick kill. You know, and, you know, hurry up, let's get some kids stuff in here some place to like relieve the pressure of galaxy's edge <laughs> when it goes online next year but so it, unfortunately for a year a solid year this thing's going to be like slammed with people and it's not really that big of a space yeah yeah that that's a good point i mean the footprint of it isn't huge but at the same time like you said it is a uh, a, a quick fix because the turnaround time on this from announcement groundbreaking to opening isn't that much it's less it's way less than pandora but um given the fact that they already had the, the majority of that i don't think it should have been too difficult for them to uh to open it joe what are your first impressions on toy story land a land that we are speculating on because it isn't open yet well i think i've been on record saying that the toy story franchise is pretty cool uh, i'm definitely a fan of it you know, Toy Story, Cars, Incredibles, probably my top three Pixar kind of franchises. Um, I like that Slinky Dog is getting some love. I've always liked his character in the movies, so it's kind of cool that they're going to have a coaster after him. However, I don't think the coaster is good. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a larger version of either like Seven Doors Mine Train or um, what's a Barnstormer in Magic Kingdom. And as, as, uh, yeah. and as Dave Koch would say, meh. So you're not going to really be getting like a, a rock and roller coaster or like a Hulk type of ride, like a Universal. So that's kind of disappointing. But I think I'm sorry, that at where yeah, the other park down I down I four. <laughs> nope. I, anyway, so no, I think the Nickelodeon look, Resort. <laughs> I miss that place. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah. Imagine yeah. if they had a Nickelodeon like if they brought that back. That's like my childhood. Like Nickelodeon as a whole, or like Nickelodeon as it stands no, today. Give me like or Nickelodeon. 80s, 90s Nickelodeon, like with like a land, 
that'd be awesome. I, I can get behind that. That would yeah. be awesome. Like a salute your shorts, like pavilion, like mm. a hey dude. Mm. That'd be you know bad, you know. But anyway, so back to Toy Story Land. Like I said, like the franchise. I like that Slinky Dog's getting some love. Um, I think the theming's gonna be pretty cool. I don't think it's going to be as detailed as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I think they're really putting their... Uh, yep. I think if you were to get like 100% of like a budget, I think Toy Story's probably get like 35% and Star Wars will get like 65% of the budget. You know, I mean, they're Thank probably, you for getting that math right. I'm just kind of... That's, that's a nice guesstimation there. There was no scientific uh, data used in that analysis. Well, no, but it added up to 100%. At least so I got that right. You win in our book. <laughs> I think it's cool. I, you know, I wish there was going to be more here. I mean, it's, it's like... It's literally... Two attractions. I'm not counting. Toy Story was already there. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, so, it is already there. The Midway, it, it, Midway Media. So it's like, eh, you know, like you really can't count as a, a new attraction. Um, I think you're more going to be enthralled with just the theming of it than the small coaster that's going to be in there. But, you know, anything new is good. That, that's that's what I'm going with right now. Anything new is good. So Anything new? So, like, upcharges are good, too? No, that's not good. You know my feelings on that. Although I am stoked about the new monorails coming, so... You mean the rumor of the new monorails? It's been on multiple sources, so... <laughs> if Bob Gurr says it's going to happen, it's going to happen, so... Bob Gurr, who isn't a part of the Walt Disney Company, <laughs> says it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Now, Toy Story Land... I'm not going to take the uh, the low road as some news outlets and say... Well, now that they've erected the giant Woody in Toy Story Land, it's um, it's definitely going to be a, a great time. What news outlet did that? Was that Orlando Weekly? I'm not sure. Did, Maybe. Jeff? No, I don't Maybe? remember. Oh. Need to Google that. Oh, man. They were they really swung for the fence with, with that byline, everyone. <laughs> um, I... I don't know how I feel about Toy Story Land. I, I've seen the concept art, obviously. You know, we, we've seen the construction as you're driving into the studios with, where um, you can see them erecting the fence. You see the, the track for Slinky Dog Dash. You see the alien swirling saucer spin something. Yeah. Yeah? Isn't All right. Swirling isn't it, isn't saucer that spin. Giant, isn't that giant building you could see from, like, it's not World Drive, is it? But is that the one that's part of? Is that the load queue for this? It's huge. I, no, it, it, so it's so drive. I know the road you're talking about. Um, I don't believe that's World Drive, but I, I could. No, be it's wrong. not World. It's the other one. It's the one that comes in from. Yeah, but it's like a I drive. Uh, no, it's not I drive. But it's it's a giant. It's a giant building, like to the right. Right, right next to the parking structure. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, as as they were building this out, you were able to see. The, the construction that was going on before they built up Andy's backyard's fence, um, which they're doing as part of immersion and, and you know, to block out the road. Um, I don't know, man. Like, this land... So just for qualification purposes, I love Toy Story. I will absolutely be one of the first per- people to see Toy Story 4. Doesn't matter how old I'm going to be at the time. But... I need to see that movie. So this land is about 10 years too late for it to be as successful as it could be. I I think Jeff kind of hit the nail on the head when he said it's just something that they could slap in there. Um, It doesn't take a lot of effort because all of the stuff exists elsewhere. All the rides are new to Disney, but not new to the Disney Corporation. Um, with alien swirling saucers being just a ripoff of Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. With that being said, 
I'm going to go. I'm not going to make a special trip of it, but I'm not going to avoid the area. Um, now, Jeff, you went down with Avatar, correct? Yeah. You made special trips for that. Yeah. Uh, we had the uh, AP preview, and then it just, by happenstance, it lined up with our, uh, the grand opening lined up with our regular summer mm-hmm. trip. And ironically, our first day of this summer trip is opening day of uh, <laughs> Toy Story Land. So we've already committed to going there. I don't know. <laughs> We're kind of sadistic that way, but uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. We're committed to the four-hour wait. Yeah, for, yeah. For everything. Well, I got. I have fast passes, uh, but you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, previously, people complained about uh, you know Hollywood Studios. Everything's shutting down, and it truly is. You know, advertises a half-day park. We'll get this, you know, three total rides, and that'll probably be another half day. Just if you want to ride those three <laughs> rides, uh, that's not that's not saying a lot, really. I mean, uh, it's just going to be a lot of waits. Uh, you know, Len Testa had advertised that he guesstimated that uh, Alien Swirling Saucers combined with uh, Slinky Dog Dash is going to be about 1,300 people per hour um, capacity. Um, yeah. And that's... Uh, the same as Seven Doors Mine Train right now, so we're not talking really uh, really fast capacity right now, uh, even with both of them combined. So I could easily see both of them being over two-hour waits. Probably Slinky Dog Dash would be three-hour waits. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what you say with both of them combined um, being 1,300 hours, which is pretty close to Seven Doors, the, I would have to assume that the lesser of the two uh, hourly throughput is going to be all or uh, all star sports. Um, alien swirling saucers, just because in order to load or unload, the ride has to come to a complete stop. Yeah, like it, it's not something that something could be out on the track. It's got the whole thing's done until they load, unload, and then they get everyone secured. So, do you think that's going to adversely impact um, Hollywood Studios as it stands right now, or is this going to actually benefit it? Well, you you guys mentioned uh, queue holding areas. I haven't even seen anything about that. I mean, wh- where are we going to be standing for the alien swirling saucers? I mean, are we going to be standing outside? I, d- I don't. I haven't seen any kind of way where where that's all lined up. No, Slinky Dog Dash definitely has an indoor uh, queue, um, at least partially indoors. Mm-hmm. Extended queue is probably outside, unfortunately. And then, then right with the load area being inside, right? Yeah, and so. Okay. I, Five hours? I mean, let's throw in Toy Story Midway Media. Let's say you really are showing up for the first time. You don't know anything about any of these rides, but you're a huge Toy Story fan. So that's that's about, let's just guess, five hours for those two rides. You might as well go ahead and throw in another hour and a half for Toy Story Midway Mania. I mean, geez, there's going to be a lot of angry uh, parents coming out of this uh, summer. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, Joe, what are your thoughts? I mean, I kind of agree with you guys i agree with jeff it's it's gonna be first of all i'm thinking for the aliens uh alien swirling saucers i, mean, I don't know if it's gonna be one of those kind of ride cues like they have for dumbo where you could like the cueless ride i don't know if has anybody heard anything about that will it be maybe be something like nope. that i doubt it but well we do the know thing. they're all fast pass all three have fast passes and all three are a separate tier so you can only get one fast pass per per ride I mean, i'm trying uh, to find some concept art here like some like 
better concept art of like what the cues are gonna look like. I really can't find anything right now, but I can't either. They haven't talked about queuing at all as for, uh, for either of the rides. So it, that you know, I thought Disney that's a big part of their their livelihood is is you know detail, detail, detail. A lot of backstory on the queue. Maybe your pre-show stuff. You know, you know, like on uh, 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 Buzz Lightyear Space Treasure Spin. You know, you, you at least you have some kind of entertainment going on, especially with the the Buzz Lightyear talking to you and. Uh, Toy Story Mania, you had uh, Mr. Potato Head, you know, talking to you. So I don't, did I don't know what where maybe maybe they uh, they talked about uh, Wheezy uh, singing in Toy Story Land. I wonder if that's going to be in the queue in one of the queues. I don't know. They, they got to do something because I'm looking at this, and with all the tier ones being Toy Story Land, what poison are you going to pick? Yeah. You just gotta pick one. It's like it's like Pandora. You just gotta pick one. Oh no, that's that's not a poison. That's a hands down decision on that. You one. know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you just get one for your trip, and that's it. <laughs> right. You know? if you're going for five days. If you can get it for one day, you're happy with that. Well, do you think that Toy Story Midway Mania is going to see this influx of fast passes? You think they're going to up the number? Is what you're asking? Or no? Oh. Well, my question is, it's not a new ride. Right. So are people going to go to Toy Story Midway Mania and use a fast pass there? Or are you going to see that that increase is occurring at Alien Swirling Saucers or Slink- and Slinky Dog Dash more so than Toy what, Story what I, what I think is going to happen with that is, and not to jump on Jeff here, but I think it's going to be almost like Pandora is now. I've done Flights of Passage, absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Navi River Journey, I've done it twice. It's cool to take somebody for the first time there, but... Now that I've done it, I could kind of do without it. It's going to be the same thing. If you can get toy, if you can get the Slinky Dog Coaster, great. If not, you're going to fall back on those. You're going to fall back on... If you go and you're saying, listen, Alien Saucers is gone, um, Slinky Dog's gone, I'll just take Toy Story Midway Mania. I mean, you'll take it as the fallback. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way I... I, I And what I'm comparing that to Pandora is that, like, if I can't get... um, if if I can't get um, flights of passage, mm-hmm. I'll take Navi as like a throw as a you know I'll take that I, just to do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of the point I'm trying to make. And I think there's still a hardcore fan base. Like my wife, for example, loves Toy Story Midway Mania. I think she would still pick that over these two. Oh yeah, my she, wife. She just would loves too. it. She yeah. loves it. We need to hook up uh, your wife and my wife and have them go to town on that, so I don't have carpal tunnel syndrome every trip. I know. Trip. I get out of there. Well, there's a key to that. You use it's more in the shoulder. You don't pull back if you go side to si- side to side. <laughs> you, you use more of the shoulder, and you're not going to get the same type of pain. My <laughs> wife always says, because of my occupation, I should beat her anyway, regardless. So, <laughs> well, she does so have, have a pretty have, valid point. I have the pressure on me, so <laughs> you know it's interesting. Uh, now that we're hashing this out out loud, uh, you know, Toy Story people aren't going to be getting fast passes for Toy Story, so. Now they have the three uh, uh, three tracks. tracks. It may be floating around 60 minutes all day long every day, and maybe it won't be quite so intense anymore. I think you're right with that, Jeff. I, I see that as a steady 45 to 70-minute wait. Yeah. I mean, I, I could honestly see it always being like 55, 60 minutes, like a constant. Well, even as it stands right now, with it being the only thing back there, the wait in Toy Story uh, Midway Mania isn't atrocious i mean i've i've done that standby on more than one occasion now because they've opened up that second and third track 
and it, it really it it that eats people that just eats people all day but with only having the option for one what is that going to do to the standby for toy story yeah yeah maybe uh, let me let me, let me right. ask you guys a question completely off the track here. I'm going through pictures as we're talking about this. Looking at the concept art for the entries and exits, do you guys think that the entries and exits to this land are going to be almost like Pandora, where it's almost claustrophobic? Essentially, Pandora now, and you guys know this, you guys have been down there a lot. The, you can't even enter on the one side anymore because the overflow queue for Flights of Passage goes down that way, going towards the back part of what is that? Af- uh, towards the Lion King uh, theater, like that back way. You can't even go up there anymore. They like close it off because it's the queue for Flights of Passage goes down. It loops oh, yeah. around that way. Do yeah. you guys think that the in- the entries and exits of this land are going to be just claustrophobic? Oh, definitely. Uh, we stood yeah. there uh, after the ha- the half marathon weekend a couple weekends ago. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, stood with some friends and a cast member uh, friend. And we were at, he was actually working um, Woman's Dream, which is literally right on the corner of, when you turn, that'll be the opening of Toy Story Land. And we were just kind of reflecting on how that that whole uh, passageway is going to be slammed with people um, trying to get in that one way in, one way out kind of situation until Galaxy's Edge opened, obviously. But um, I wonder if there's going to be another egress that we're not, picturing that that they'll have another little exit path for just safety reasons i don't know the only way i could think of is around the toy story building yeah that's the only thing i could think of is if they open up but no there's really no way they could do that could they well yeah i mean i i can't imagine how they would do that but um you know i don't know the that are, are we talking about Closing down Pixar Place, um, that whole uh, back back alley area. I mean, because you know, gonna... I think that's kind of the unknown right now. Yeah. That's a good point, Jeff. Yeah, is it going to continue all the way through, or is it just going to be like walled off? And yeah, they, that's they, they a, have that's to leave really that open, point, right? right? They got to well, leave that open. You why? What would be there? Because wouldn't that continue through uh, towards where Star Wars is going to be, right? Eventually. So if you want to bypass Toy Story Land and go straight through. Because th- I mean, kind of like what we talked about earlier, Disney doesn't really care about theming as much anymore. That that was just our conversation. Um, I, I don't see them going from Pixar Place to Toy Story Land to Galaxy's Edge. There, there's no cohesive way to, to make that jump. I mean, it, it can't happen. I don't know. Logically, at least. It's going to be interesting. Unless if they go with the who cares mentality, but... Oh, we all know about sight lines. We were just talking about that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I've heard... So we know there's... Speaking of... So we know there's going to be the quick service place. But I I thought there was new dedicated space for meet and greets, but maybe I'm wrong. Now, if there is, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Because then what do you have in Pixar Place? Right. Yeah, it's, Joe, you're just staring. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm reading an article here about the um, Sarge and the Green Army Man drum corps, and I was seeing if there was any other additional information with meet and greets. That's, that's you guys were talking about that. So, yeah, if they pull the meet and greets into Toy Story Land, which would make sense because the only meet and greets in Pixar Place are um, Cruz Ramirez and um, Woody and Buzz. 
But what else do you have down that aisle? They're gonna. They may either close that off completely or figure out some way to make that as a a secondary out only way from Toy Story Land, um, kind of like they did with Pandora. Yeah, it ha- I think there's going to have to be another e- egress, as they say. Yeah, I think you're right. Correct. There needs to be. T- I, I well, I don't know Florida fire code, but there should be two points of egress, um, in, in case of emergency in every situation. Yeah, it's it's, it's coming. We're going to find out sooner or later, June thirtieth. I mean, it's, yeah, June thirtieth is not that far away. <laughs> it's going to come quick, man. It's it's ex- now, it's exciting now. I mean, it, as much as we're like talking about it and like essentially dissecting it, it's going to be exciting. It's something new. I mean, it's. The only yes, thing that, and, the only thing that gets like me more excited out, new is good. Yeah, the only thing that gets me more excited is a new DVC resort. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> well, you could pretty much see that one from anywhere now. No, exactly. That I'm not too happy about, though. But. So, <laughs> let's think about this one other thing before we move on to our next topic. How long will it take for Toy Story Land? Now, mind you, with one entrance and one exit, Toy Story Land to be closed for capacity. Oh shoot, I'd, Jeff! I'd say immediately. It's it, it, the first day. It's going to be, yeah, the first day. Now, do we know if Pandora was closed? Yeah, at it all? Was. Yeah, yes. it's yeah, it's without a doubt. It's just they, without they a doubt. They uh, they weren't letting you in unless you had a fast pass. And and and, and I, I've noon. said yeah, and I've said this on on the record on this show, and I've I've said this on on Resort Loop. I don't think Disney's going to be able this park is not going to when Star Wars Galaxy Edge is open between these two new lands this place is not going to be able to handle it's just not going to be it's going to be like it's going to be capacity it's going to constantly be capacity yeah <laughs> I mean it's I don't think Disney knows it's going to happen I really don't this is Star Wars weekends every day all right, so I've got interesting picture. Can you guys see that? Uh, yes. So that kind of confirms what I was thinking. So you know how they've got this? Um, it's showing the picture I'm showing is uh, Wheezy, the You Got a Friend of Me singing, um, and it's in the entertaining the queue of uh, Slinky Dog Dash. So that that pretty much solidifies what I was okay. thinking they were gonna do. So it's not going to be something you can kind of stand there and watch. It'll be just like Mr. Potato Head. Okay. Um, the the other thing, yeah, it's going to be continuous. Um, the best thing that can ever happen to Toy Story Land is Galaxy's Edge opening. <laughs> so people will kind of forget about it. But uh, Well, yeah, but then you have the entire park closing down for capacity, not just Toy Story Land. Yeah, true. You'll be able to walk onto Twilight Zone Tower Terror. And everything else, because everyone is going to be at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I mean... But you can't go into Baseline. That'll be full. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Jeff, you've you've been down there quite a bit, just like I have. I mean, there's been mornings where everybody rushes to Pandora, goes left at the, the Tree of Life. I'll go right with my wife. I will ride... Uh, ex- uh, the uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris first thing, and then ride Everest four times in a row before even even sniffs of a line. That's what we do. Yeah, I mean it's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's like all right. Yep. <laughs> I mean, flight of passage is fantastic, but I'm like, if I can get five rides in, yeah, I'm gonna do that. 
So it's funny you should say that. So you know how uh, Alien Swirling Saucers, like we said, is uh, based on um, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree in Disney's California Adventure over in right. the West Coast. Um, it's actually a really fun ride. Uh, we enjoy it a lot. But a couple of reasons we enjoy it is because everybody's running to uh, Radiator Springs Racers, and we actually just take our time and hit up all the smaller rides, that and then the... Uh, Luigi's uh, Rollick and Roadsters, and, and just like no wait, you just walk on and you have a good time. You could even repeat it if you wanted to, um, but uh, that's one of the reasons we love Better Check Our Debris. Two of the reasons. One of the reasons is it's never a wait. I've never been there, and and, and we've been at the busiest times of the year, even over in uh, over in DCA. And also, it's uh, got an amazing. Um, song music score to it uh really fun right. music and they have not released one thing for music at all if you've noticed any of the videos you see online they don't do any music any of the uh live like even the you got a friend of me I mean, are we gonna hear robert goulet singing it i mean it, what, i assume oh, it's gonna I be robert so. goulet but you just never know but uh you th- this Alien Swirling Saucers, they could really hit it out of the park if they bring some crazy cool music, that, like pop, or maybe get some crazy uh, blend of some kind of uh, music that they've created just for this ride. That would be awesome, but I don't know what we're going to get. I have no clue. But Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. There, there hasn't been really any discussion of what this land will be other than the three rides and one uh, Woody's Lunchbox. Now, before we move into Woody's Lunchbox, you guys, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a challenge here. I don't know how much of a challenge it'll be, but we're going to ask the question anyways. You can only ride one of these rides. You're going to be down there for a week. You can only ride one of these rides. Which one are you going to pick? Have I ridden all three of them before? No. Oh, then Slinky Dog Dash, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with the coaster, Slinky Dog. So I'm not going to go with Slinky Dog Dash because it doesn't look that interesting. I'm actually going to go with Alien Swirling Saucers because, like Jeff said, um, Disney kind of hit it out of the park in California Adventure with Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. And I have no reason to believe that that wouldn't be the case in um, Toy Story Land as well. Yeah, I'm sure I'll like it. I don't don't like it, you know, two-hour wait like it. but (laughs) No, but you'll walk on for... 30 minutes. Yeah, for sure. All right. And now we we just kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, Along with Toy Story Land opening up, Disney is opening up its new quick service restaurant called Woody's Lunchbox, which will be open in Toy Story Land on June 30th. So it will open with the rest of the land, obviously. So what are your guys' thoughts on... Woody's Lunchbox. So the way that it looks right now is it will have a breakfast menu and a lunch-slash-dinner menu. Um, it says, so I'm getting all this information from Disney Food Blog, the famous dishes that they're going to have because they're somehow famous before it opens is the S'mores French Toast Sandwich for breakfast, the Lunchbox Tarts, and the Tachos. I, I don't understand how any of this stuff is famous before it opens. <laughs> it, that's kind of not how it works. But uh, 
we're just going to skip that part, I guess. So, looking at the breakfast menu, for now the information coming from the Disney website, um, you have the s'mores French toast sandwich, the breakfast bowl, which is a hearty portion of potato barrels, tater tots, smothered in smoked brisket, country gravy, scrambled eggs, and a sprinkling of green onions. You also have the option for a smoked turkey breakfast sandwich and a banana split yogurt parfait. Uh, there are kids' portions for some of that, and they have a raspberry lunchbox tart, which and a chocolate hazelnut lunchbox tart, along with some souvenir specialty beverages, which seems pretty suspiciously close to the beverages in Pandora. <laughs> I actually think it's the same. Powerade Mountainberry Blast with flavors of lemon lime and tangerine. That's what they have in Pandora, isn't it? Pretty much. Yep. Well, we're not in Pandora. We're in Toy Story Land, so it is now the Mystic Portal Punch, and it is four forty nine. <laughs> so we're going to do a modified snack crawl here. Um, we're each going to pick one thing from each menu, the breakfast and then the lunch dinner menu. It could be an entree. It could be a snack. If you want to get the Pandora drink, you could get it for God knows whatever reason because you can't get it in Pandora, apparently. Um... And we're just going to discuss why. We can't say that it's already famous. We haven't had it. So we're going into this one blind. <laughs> so, Jeff, for breakfast, what do you want from Woody's Lunchbox? Oh, man. I'm all over the S'mores French Toast Breakfast Sandwich. That just that looks freaking amazing. Uh, anything sweet, I just, I'm just a sucker for that stuff. And, and you just say French Toast, and I'm all usually uh, all aglow for that kind of stuff. Now, granted, I start looking at it and think, okay, wait a minute. I'm just eating basically, I don't know, the equivalent of a, of a, literally a s'mores for breakfast. But, you know, hey, you, I eat donuts all the time for breakfast, so <laughs> what's the difference? Well, <laughs> I think eating a s'more for breakfast is a little bit different. <laughs> I guess. But, you know, it technically is a sandwich, I guess. But, uh, you know, like a hot dog is a sandwich. Exactly, and uh, so I would definitely tear into that thing. Uh, plus, I'm looking at the other options, and they look a little too healthy for me. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> My only question for you about this, Jeff, is how are you going to have s'more? You haven't had anything yet, <laughs> right? S'more of what? Oh my gosh! And it says seven ninety nine. Holy cow! They're not seven ninety nine for a s'mores breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Your cardiologist will love you. Yep. Joe, what are you going to eat for breakfast from Woody's Lunchbox? Okay, before I start, I want to preface this. We've, oh, we've, Jesus. No, 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 no. This is a good thing. It's a good thing. I usually don't get too excited about menus. And this menu is nothing crazy. However, I'm looking at all the breakfast entrees and all the lunch entrees. I'm looking at the desserts. I like everything on this menu. Every single thing on this menu I like. So this is Objection. A, <laughs> Objection. Yeah. Objection. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's, you know, usually like I, I could pick out something very easily. I seriously like every single thing in this menu. They're yeah. not anything I can super pick out crazy, something but, I, but I'm going to, but just saying, this was actually hard to pick something, but I'm going to go with the banana split yogurt parfait. I know it sounds. Oh, hard. and that's my objection. Why are you going to have bananas for breakfast? They are the worst fruit. The, the texture. It's ref- listen, it's the, my vacation. No, no. It's refreshing. <laughs> so. No, there's no way that's going to be refreshing. It's for starters, a parfait. I mean, granted, everyone loves parfaits. But it's bananas. Bananas, pineapple, strawberries, and bananas. 
No bananas. Okay, do you want me to pick something else? I got the breakfast bowl as second, all right? Well, that's what I'm going to get myself. Because anything but there with should country not be... gravy on it is fantastic. <laughs> well, I agree with that. Yeah. But there should not be bananas in any facet of a lunchbox. I love parfaits, though. So I, I do. I, it's... Okay, that's great, but it doesn't make up for the banana. <sighs> I love banana, though. I love... <laughs> bananas is the best Somebody... fruit. It's got its own carrying case. It's healthy. That's right. It's... No, you don't need your own carrying case for a banana. <laughs> Just throw it out. They come out with they come with bunches. They they make for awesome comedy routine when you slip on the peel. It's fantastic. <laughs> and it even comes with a built in uh, gauge, so you know when it's right to eat, when it's not right to eat. So, <laughs> so does the turkey that you buy from the store. <laughs> Listen, okay, if you don't want me to go with the yogurt buffet, I'll go with the breakfast bowl because anything. Well, no, the- no, I already said I was getting that. You've made your choice, <laughs> but this is not good. The yogurt I like them all, is the I wrong like them all, answer. Though. Seriously, I like I like them all. So there's probably the only other restaurant I go crazy for. Where I like everything on the menu would be probably Kona Cafe. So yeah, this is well. That's actually interesting because the thing that everyone loves at Kona is the Tonga toast, and for the reason of banana, I will not get it. <laughs> More the macadamia nut pancake, just for the record now. But since they changed the recipe, but anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go with the yogurt parfait. You talk about the breakfast bowl. All right, so like I had said, and overruling Joe on how bananas are disgusting, uh, the breakfast bowl. I mean, you're getting tater tots, and fantastic breakfast again here. Tater tots, smoked brisket country gravy, and scrambled eggs all in a bowl. So this kind of sounds to me like uh, a modified platter uh, or skillet from uh, Whispering Canyon, just without the meat. Do they offer... Specifically, I, I saw I was reading that menu. Do they offer specifically brisket country bri- gravy at uh, Whispering Canyon? I don't believe well, I don't it's brisket so. country gravy. I've I think never, it's just country gravy. Look, I'm from the south. I've never once seen some anybody make brisket country gravy. That is that is bizarre, but also exciting all at once. Um, <laughs> I like chicken fried steak gravy. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> well, it, so you look at further down uh, spoiler alert you look at further down the the menu and later on they they offer a barbecue brisket melt so Jeff, that we gives, haven't gotten there yet you're spoiling i it. know spoiler alert but that oh it, it gives me hope that they're you know they're they're making this stuff on uh, you know at the site and they're actually utilizing the stuff they're using or here you could go you know pessimist here and say they're using the brisket they didn't sell the day before and making it in the gravy <laughs> Oh, that's true. Oh, good point. Yeah, whatever. Recycle. But, yeah, but you know, it is what it is. But uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm I'm like Joe. I'm really optimistic about this menu. I I am a kind of optimistic about the menu minus the bananas. <laughs> now, after Joe has poisoned himself with the bananas, mm. we're gonna go back to uh, Woody's lunchbox for dinner, or lunch, whatever. Who cares? It's the same menu. Um, so just looking at the menu real quick, for the lunch and dinner menu, you have the barbecue brisket melt, you have the Monte Cristo, I think I said that weird. Monte Cristo. You, Monte Cristo. Mon- what? Mon- I don't understand. Monte Cristo. Monte. Monte. Who did I say? Monte I said Monte. Hall. Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo <laughs> is uh, his actual cousin. Um, the smoked turkey sandwich, the grilled three cheese sandwich which the cheeses are going to be provolone, cheddar, and chive cream cheese spread, Ooh. which I don't think counts as a third cheese, by the way, and tachos. Now, the tachos are going to be potato barrels, which are still tater tots, 
coated with beef and bean chili. Oh, boy, that's got bad news written all over that. fantastic. That's what it is. Yeah, until you're in the line in uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Coated beef and bean chili, shredded cheese, signature queso with tomatoes and corn chips, finished with sour cream and a sprinkle of green onions. That's what the tachos are going to be. In addition to that, you can get a plain order of potato barrels, which are still just tater tots, uh, tomato basil soup, vegetable macaroni salad, or thanks to the Walt Disney sponsor, mini Bay Bell snack cheese, which will be three individually packaged semi-soft original flavor cheese for three forty nine. Three little pieces of cheese, three dollars and fifty cents in the hot July summer heat. Yeah, that'll go well with the chili. Um, on the kids menu, you have a turkey sandwich and a grilled cheese. And then for desserts, you still have the raspberry lunchbox tart and the chocolate hazelnut lunchbox tart and the Pandora beverage. So lunch dinner. What are you guys getting? Let's start with Joe this time. So like Dave always says, the, uh, grilled cheese cart by test track is never open. You can never go wrong with a grilled cheese. I think these cheeses will go good together. Sometimes when they mix too many cheeses in a grilled cheese, it could turn out bad. But I'm optimistic. So I'm going to go grilled cheese with the Monte Cristo at a very close second if it turns out poorly. Yeah, and I just noticed when he was saying the menu, they're going to have um, the famous uh, tomato soup, tomato basil soup. That they So you could go grilled cheese, yep. tomato basil soup like a good old-fashioned. Um, you can't beat that, man. It's so uh, good. Yeah. That's awesome. So is that what you're going to go with, Jeff? Are you going to no, go with tomato? No, you, have me, oh, you oh. have me at Tachos, buddy. Oh, oh boy. Um, I'm, so and I'm no gonna, one stand near Jeff yep. during the order of Tachos. And I might just order two of them just, just for that reason. Maybe I can clear out a so fast pass line. Um, it makes me – I'm looking at this menu and looking at the Tachos. The one thing that, that – Oh, and I'm glad we're looking at this menu because I might just bring my individual serving bottles of um, Tabasco sauce because everything's usually fairly bland uh, on these Disney kind of uh, uh, quick service offerings. So that that's probably gonna that's gonna take it over the top for me if I can do a little Tabasco sauce on top of that baby. Well, I don't know that they'll have Tabasco, but they may. I mean, you could bring your own. Jeff, what about, what about a little uh, Whataburger spicy ketchup? Oh, that'd, that'd be pretty sweet, too. Did We're you ever very uh, specific here. Sp- talking off the uh, side sidebar, uh, did you ever look at the ingredients of the uh, spicy ketchup at Whataburger? I did not. No. I just had it this week, though. So <laughs> if, uh, am I going to feel bad if I... Uh... <laughs> no, no. It's it's amazing. It's it's God, God sent uh, uh, amazing uh, manna from the, the heavens. No, it's... Uh, they literally get red jalapenos and and mush it up with uh, ketchup. So I always wondered how they keep it kind of the same color because we used to make this kind of hybrid, you know, jalapeno stuff. But jalapenos are green. But uh, there are if jalapenos can be when they age a little bit, they'll turn red, reddish. So they had to be like sorting these and getting red jalapenos and mixing it in. It's pretty cool. All right, continue, continue with your your bad self. Well, I don't know if I could top um, whatever it is that you just said. Something about Whataburger ketchup. I, I don't know. I don't even know what Whataburger is. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> it's a Texas staple. 
Uh, okay. So, my choice is usually going to be that barbecue brisket melt. I mean, smoked brisket, pickles, barbecue sauce. Melt it between melted cheddar and pepper jack cheeses on sourdough bread. You're getting a grilled cheese and brisket. You can't go wrong. Well, you know what the irony of this is, uh, Chuck? So, what I just have tonight for dinner, I had barbecue brisket. I mean, there's like, I can probably throw a, a baseball and hit three barbecue restaurants from where I'm, I live right now. So I, I, I tend to, it's just kind of like you and the buffalo wings. I kind of probably tend to yeah. steer clear of any kind of, you know, barbecue brisket kind of stuff. Just because I'm oversaturated with it, that's all. But it looks awesome, though. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm excited for it. But to your point, Jeff, I don't have uh, very good barbecue up here. But chicken wings, that would be another story. Oh, yeah. All right, so... Toy Story Land. Yay? Nay? Wait, we didn't do dessert. Yeah, dessert's good. Well, the dessert is the exact same for breakfast and lunch. Oh, that'll work. Well, So do you want the raspberry or the uh, hazelnut? That's ironic that you should say that because I didn't even think about this for the breakfast, but it pretty much is a freaking Pop-Tart. So maybe I think that's why they I... call it the lock lunch box tart. Yeah, I heck, I'd probably have this for breakfast. What the heck? Well, you can because it's three twenty nine. I'm doing it. You can't. Stop oh, me. Jeff changed his answer. Even though it or says Jeff lunch got a second. box lunch box tart. Yeah, I I wish they would have had something a little bit more original, as opposed to a, another like have something different. You don't need a raspberry and a chocolate hazelnut. You could do other flavors, like blueberry. You could do whatever's in season. Pineapple. Well, we Not didn't, banana. Another, as I forgot, uh, isn't there... So there's floats going to be here. That's a big... That's a pretty big deal. There is the ice cream float. Yeah. Uh, with Barks Root Beer. Yeah. I, I don't know that's a big deal. I think that's kind of concerning in the Florida heat. <laughs> you get people loaded up with uh, ice cream floats, some uh, beef and bean chili, and stick them out in a line for uh, upwards of two hours. Some Pepsi, <laughs> some <laughs> acids. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna run into a little bit of trouble there. Um, I'd rather save myself for the PB and J milkshake over at Fifties Prime Time. You that, know that's get that sucker to go. If you're if you're taking the risk on it, you're doing the PB and J milkshake. Yeah, absolutely. Job, obviously. Wait a second. This Mystic Portal Punch Souvenir Alien Sipper is sixteen dollars. That's because you're getting cow. a souvenir. You're getting a souvenir, man. That's why. Nice. What does it do? <laughs> it takes up space in your luggage, is what it takes. <laughs> yeah, it's right. <laughs> that sixteen dollars sipper is going to end up costing you fifty bucks Ugh. extra. So, so many uh, cups. Yeah, and I found out how they're going to get the adults to calm down for those five-hour waits. Alcohol? Yeah. (laughs) Grown-ups lemonade cocktail, 925. Cherry vodka, Odwalla lemonade, and a black cherry puree. They also do have beer. Ah, the the everyone's favorite, Bud Light lager. A lager. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's that that, uh, IPA from St. Louis. (laughs) <laughs> the, the tall boy and the uh, 
the reserve barrel. <laughs> oh God, Tim would kill us if he heard this. Yeah, his, his ears are ringing right now. <laughs> I think someone mentioned Bud Light. <laughs> uh, now, uh, hey, it, you, you, did you guys recall if you can get? No, you could get drinks in all the quick service at uh, Hollywood Studios. That's kind of a standard thing, right? Yeah, you can get beer yes. everywhere, yeah. Yeah, so that's nothing new. Although every time I go into ABC Commissary and get a draft beer, it always tastes um, uh, skunky. Oh, and yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it's, Is it Bud Light by chance? It's Bud Light, but I it's, think it's, I know it's, why. It's keg beer, so I don't know if the kegs don't... They don't push the beers. You know, it doesn't turn over as fast. Oh, the, li- right. the lines are dirty. I don't know. Yeah, could be. But I think the answer is yes. So, it yeah, always seems to be skunky. But. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, it, Woody's Lunchbox Toy Story Land is is going to be a very welcome addition to uh, Hollywood Studios, but let's be honest, it it's just kind of an appetizer for... Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Food looks good, though. Food looks good. I mean... If they give me... It, they better freaking give me um, mobile ordering or I'm I'm going to be kind of oh, you know spoiled. That, they're definitely going to mobile ordering for this. You have to. Yeah. Right. I still... Especially shocked. now. I'm still shocked at how many people do not partake of mobile ordering. Could lead a Ooh. horse to water. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Jeff, Joe, anything additional? No. We could wrap it up. It's a great show tonight. It was a good show tonight. And if you enjoyed our show tonight, you could find us on the uh, interwebs at uh, the Mickey Dudes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you could find me on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat. Jeff, where can they find you? You can find me at braindead92 on Twitter. And you can find Jeff in the line for the bathroom after the root beer float and beef and bean chili. The Tochitos, whatever it's called. Tachos. 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 <laughs> Don't touch my tachos. <laughs> and uh, Joe, where, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter at Joe Quad, Instagram, Facebook, also over at the Resort Loop dot com dvc roundtable monthly show find me over there oh very good yeah it's kind of clicky over there sometimes yeah all right i don't know why we're a very welcoming group <laughs> well in any case everyone thank you for joining us this week and we will see you all next week i'm gonna hit stop am i hitting stop I mean, you can. Dave's probably going to leave this in there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hitting stop. All right. Thanks for hitting stop.
just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.